0: Hello and welcome and happy new year. This is just the second show of the brand new year, January 9th, the year of clear vision 2020. So I just want to say thank you so much for coming into the new year and reserving an hour for Story U Talk Radio. I am your host, Coach Debbie. And I'm here every week, Thursdays at 4 o'clock Pacific Time, 7 o'clock Eastern Time, to talk to you about the stories we live by and also the stories we are authoring. Today we're going to be looking at your life purpose, big and small. The, the things you do in your day-to-day life and then, oh, that big story you want to end with. For the meaning of life, yeah, and everything in between. We're going to be looking at this because your life can be extremely simple and it can be really dramatic. And regardless, your life story is unfolding each day. That's not really something we have control over. So if we're going to be standing firmly and thoughtfully in our life story, how might we feel purposeful as we do that. What do we do? How do we find purpose? So I was working on the title for today's show, and I'm sitting at home, and I'm I'm thinking about what do I want to call it? You know, I want to call it something really unique, something that really captures the moment of a new vision and clarity and this and that and the other thing. And so I went and I looked in the titles of previous shows and I saw that I had used the titles that I wanted. And so I decided to sit down and listen to one of my coaches. And he said, today we're going to talk about your life purpose. And I went, bingo. There it is. There's my show title. Hope he doesn't mind that we're sharing it. But that's what he did his show on. And kind of a different way. I'm, I'm doing my own bent today because, well, as you know, I teach the hero's journey and I really kind of coined the idea of the heroine's journey, the the more feminine side of going through that 12-step process and I apply it to our writing life. And I apply it in a way that incorporates people that don't really think of themselves as necessarily writers but would definitely think of themselves as active listeners, participants and and available to how their life is unfolding. So my brand is Story U Talk Radio, Story U Coaching, Story U Signature Book Writing. If it's STORY, capital U, it's ME. And I am working right now with a wonderful group of writers who are putting together their first, their second, or in some cases, their third book. And we are really looking at purpose right now in the early days of class. But like I said, this is for all of us because all of us have a life that is unfolding. So this might intrigue you. We're going to get into some questions that help you dive into purpose and help you define where you are with it. And if you'd like to talk to me, because I would like to talk to you, you can call me at 1-888-298-5569 which is also the call letters of this station. So one eight 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 two 298 kknw And Eric, the producer of this show, will be standing by to take your call. And when you call, you will hear this voice. Hi, Eric. Hey, good afternoon. Happy New Year, Debbie. Happy New Year to you. You know, every time I look over at you, Eric, I think... You are a man doing your purpose. You are. You are skilled with all those knobs and monitors and complex mechanisms that I wish I knew everything about, but I don't know anything about. Well, I don't know anything about uh, writing. So, you know, I guess we're fulfilling, we're each fulfilling our purpose. We're a great team. Yeah, absolutely. We are a great team. And Eric produces. How many shows here at the station do you think about? Oh, I can't keep track. A (laughs) lot. Everything that's on the air from noon to 6, Monday through Friday. Noon to 6, Monday through Friday. Do the math. That's a lot of shows. So Eric is here every single Thursday at 4 when I come in, and many, 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 many hours other than that, taking the calls and making sure that people just like you are getting through and getting your questions to the host. And in this case, the host is me, Coach Debbie. So I would love to hear from you. You'll hear Eric's voice. He'll give you a nice place in the airways to hang out, and then we'll get to your question just as soon as possible. You can also go over to Facebook, and you can go to Coach Debbie, D-E-B-B-Y. And on the messenger side, you can type in a little question. You can type it into my comments. Or you can even go to my personal page, which is Debbie Handrich. First name is D-E-B-B-Y. And Handrich is just like it sounds. H-A-N-D-R-I-C-H. I hope I'm the only one. But if not, I'm, I'm a I'm a blonde gal with glasses on holding everything up close because I don't see so well. So that one's me. And I would love, love to hear from you today as we talk about your purpose. I also want to give just a tiny little plug for next week when Leslie Moffett is here to talk about how Deeply, she has been living in her purpose as a middle school music program director and the years in which she came to understand what does it look like to be completely burned out and how to move through that so she could come home again to doing her purpose but in a body and a sleep schedule and a regiment that really supported her much more than the one she fell into. This is going to be a really good live interview next week, January 16th, on my birthday. So I hope you all come and join me because, like I said, I'm interviewing Leslie Moffett, and I really, really cannot wait to bring her in. I really focus a lot on new authors in the area. Doesn't mean you can't reach out to me if you're all the way across the world. We can talk. You just might be a great fit for this show. But if you are in the Seattle area and I haven't reached out to you already, please tell me about that book you've written. And let's get you down here in the studio. Let's get you talking and promoting that. All right. On to our topic today. If you're thinking about your life purpose in the beginning of the new year, you are like many, 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 many other people. Right now, my life purpose is a sip of water. Hang on. Because anytime you start a new year, whether it's 2020, the year of clear vision, or any year, there is this natural tendency to hear from your subconscious. Because <laughs> your subconscious always wants to make sure that what you said you're going to do in this life, you're up to. That's one of the one of the tenets of your subconscious is it reminds you in subtle and in not so subtle ways, what you are here to do. I know anytime we are on the brink of a new year, often in that That day after Thanksgiving, it really starts to speak loudly in my ear. What are you doing next year? It's almost this um, intimidating voice that I can barely reckon with at times. And I find myself going straight to my journal to work all that out. What am I going to do with the upcoming year? How am I going to fulfill purpose? Do I even know? What my purpose is? There used to be a time when these questions caused terrible anxiety for me. Now they cause moderate anxiety. and sometimes they don't cause anxiety at all. Hallelujah for those days, but usually moderate anxiety. And so I go to my journal and I, I go after deep questions, but it's usually because I know, that they will provide a simple answer. It's funny how that is. Like if you ask someone, what's the meaning of life? I mean, come on, big question, right? Kind of intimidating. If you run into someone who is in any way slightly grounded, they're going to give you a pretty dang good answer. Like the meaning of life is all about being a good mom. I mean, that is an excellent question. Oh, the meaning of life. The meaning of life is about showing up and teaching class. I love that answer. Meaning of life is being in front of those monitors and engineering every little last button and gauge and gouge and everything that makes this show beautiful that Eric does every single day, week. So what is it for you, the meaning of life? If you know a quick answer, and I bet you do, you're on your way to understanding your purpose. But if the meaning of life feels too big for you, I want you to come back to some sort of purpose that is um, known in your profession or in your family or in your heritage and work with that for a minute, massage that for a minute. So let me give you an example. I worked at the college level teaching writing for a lot of years. And if you include the years in which I was tutoring one-on-one refugees, we're, we're talking over 25 years. So I, I became very, very familiar with the different writing styles And what the mission of the colleges were, and how we we bring together a service to students and honor the mission of the college. I over and over and over again, as the year started, the school year started, you would be thinking about purpose. And then again, I would think about what is my purpose in my classrooms. Well, I worked in the humanities department. Humanities. Think about that word for a minute. The root word of humanities is human. And in my early days as a teacher, and in one of the, the uh oh, what do you call those things? Oh, gosh. Oh, geez. It just escaped me. Oh, faculty, faculty meetings. That's what it was called. In one of our faculty meetings where we talked about curriculum, that was a big word I was... <laughs> These words that were so everyday for me, and now they're gone. We would talk about curriculum, and we'd come to our faculty meetings, and at the beginning of the quarter, often on the whiteboard, you would see the question, what does it mean to be human? Because as a faculty member in the humanities department, it was our job to fulfill not only Understanding what it meant for us to be human, but how are we going to impart that on our students? What does it mean to be human? Out of all the things I experienced as a teacher, that question and the repetition of seeing that question served me so well because it constantly brought me back to Am I really being human? What does it mean to me to be human? Am I serving those here simply in their humanness? These questions get us going. So when you think about a question like this, what does it mean to be human again? It's kind of like what is the meaning of life? But it might bring you right into that space and time with yourself where you're starting to tap into your talents. So one day I heard myself just rip it right out loud into the meaning when somebody says, What does it mean to be human? And I said, Tell your story. And everybody looked at me and I went, Oh, are we I didn't were you asking me or looking at me? <laughs> I was brand new faculty. I was so embarrassed. I, I just wanted to jump under the table. And he said, um, actually, Miss Handrich, this is the time in which we take the question and we write about it for a moment. And I thought, well, you didn't tell me. So I just blurted out my answer. Tell your story. But um, hello. Here we are many years later. Let's, let's hope I've matured a little bit. Let's hope I bite my tongue and think about things a little bit more. But isn't that kind of why I'm here with all of you? Because it's so important to me that we tell our story, that I tell my story, that you tell your story, that Eric, our engineer, expresses his story, that every single caller has the chance to share their story. That my mom, who I've lived with in story for many years, that I share some of her stories, boyfriend stories, student stories, neighbor stories. Yes, for me, that's what being human is all about. Telling, sharing, expressing, and most of all, knowing your story. I think that's why I'm here on planet Earth. I might be stretching it a bit, but it, it could be just that wow and if it is hey I kind of like that purpose that's my life purpose big and small perhaps maybe today I'm running with it and for a lot of days in the last 25 years I've been running with it and it has served me well and I've done it in many 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 different ways Doing it here on the radio is a big way, but I've done it in, in small ways, like sitting next to drunks on the city bus and letting them just talk to me while they sober up or, or don't sober up, just, just tell their story. That's one way in which I live my purpose that telling your story is meaningful. Doing it here on the radio show, sharing it with faculty when I wasn't called on, sharing it in the classroom when it's up to me to lead, and all sorts of other ways. So as we go to our first break, I'm going to leave you with this question. It's not homework. It's just something to dabble with. What does it mean to you to be human? You might even want to type that in, send it my way. We're going to be right back after this quick message. Hi, I'm Kathy Cooper, and every Wednesday from 1 to 2 p.m., I'll be hosting Lost and Found. We'll be discussing all types of losses, but it's not going to be the doom and gloom hour. It'll be an hour of education, support, validation, and yes, we will have a little bit of humor. So won't you join me Wednesdays, 1 to 2 p.m., Lost and Found, because every loss matters, and through every loss, something can be found. Are you ready for something real, raw, upfront, and honest? Then tune in each Wednesday at 2 p.m. right here for Love From The Hip. I am spiritual hypnotherapist, master esthetician, and the host, Sakura Sutter. This show is unlike anything you have ever heard and was created to help others to help themselves. Hear me follow up with guests I have hypnotized and see how it has improved their lives. I will also spotlight amazing people from around the world. their skin tips, live readings, and answers to life's burning questions. Join us each Wednesday at 2 p.m. Get your daily dose of variety. Alternative Talk, 1150. Welcome back, this is Story You Talk Radio. And I am your host, Coach Debbie, and we are talking about your life purpose, big and small. How are you showing up in the world and just living day to day with purpose? You know you are because it feels good to be connected to your purpose. Sometimes those days when we're feeling low, it's because our purpose is not in our sight it's not in our senses or we're just not thinking about it. But on those days when we've got a little jiggle in our jump, a little a little shake in our dance, a little wiggle in our walk, a little smile to our workday, usually our purpose is turned on. I want to say hi to Annette who has added on to her purpose by finding out what it means to be at a boutique two days a week and adding that on to her entrepreneurial dreams. I want to say hi to Tim, who is listening in today. Hi, Tim. Thanks so much for being here today. Wow, do you serve purpose in a huge way in the Seattle area, mainly by keeping so many of us safe. I want to say hi to Antonio, who's listening from long distance away, who serves a great purpose in a similar way that I do, but if you ask me in a much more qualified way than I do, he has so many, so many certifications and has followed a path led by his own dreams in Buddhism and, and a great teacher, John Martini, where he coaches corporate leaders to, to offer their very best, their most honest self in the leadership of their corporation. So I don't know that I articulated that well, but boy, if you got in touch with him, he sure would. And maybe that's you, maybe that's you who leads a corporation and you're wondering, how might I do that with purpose? Gosh, send me a little note and I will connect you to Antonio. I'd like to think I could serve you well, but he could serve you better. One of the ways I stay connected to purpose, I was sharing in the first little segment of our show today, is I asked this question that came up at a curriculum faculty meeting when I used to work at the college, and that was, what does it mean to be human? And my answer was, tell your story. It just came blurting out of me, tell your story. And what I find is when, when something's on the tip of your tongue like that, you're not that worried about how many classes you've taken to support that, how much qualification you have to do it. You're not all that worried about how many letters are behind your name. You're really standing in that reason for being, what the French call—I don't know—that I can say it as well really as the French, but in in their way they call it your raison d'être, or your reason for life, your reason for being. And sometimes it just comes back to one word. I know. I bet you. I bet you, my friend Tim, could say safety matters. And that, and that he could say it with a, a certain pride and a certain gumption. And I only offer that up because his work life and his family life are illustrations of him constantly showing up to that. Here's a man from a huge family who is often playing dad, playing uncle, playing brother, playing grandpa, and, and doing it from a place of purpose. And when he goes to work, he stands on a very, very, very tall bridge. He is sometimes down at ground level. He's sometimes down at sea level. And he is ensuring safety for the public. That man stands in his purpose. Does he have a doctorate degree in purpose? I don't think so. But he is living his purpose, and that's more worthy than any sort of certification that you can graduate with. When you live in your purpose, you are letting your life unfold and you're listening to a certain guidance that says, wow, I've got a little bit of talent here. You might not be even all that conscious of it, but it is nevertheless there. My mother told me when I was really young, and, and I do mean young, I just little girl, six, seven years old, maybe even younger, and my neighbor friend, Melissa, and I, we were playing school. We did this all the time. This is how you did it. You know, do you remember those train, they called them train cases? They were these tiny little luggage cases, and they had a shape handle and and for some women, it was like what they they carried their their scarves and their jewelry and their shoes in. It it, it could be handheld. I had one of those. It was from my grandmother, and my mother had one. So my friend Melissa would come over, and we would take our train case, little small size purse, big purse size luggage, and we'd turn it over on the handle, and it would look like a desk wasn't a desk but it looked like a desk and I would put mine in the front of my bedroom and I would put Melissa's in the middle of the bedroom and then we would sometimes take a magazine and turn it over on the back and get a few crayons and a blank sheet of paper and set up my three-year-old brother there so he would leave us alone because at that time in my life I thought he was a nag i I didn't understand he was a complete gift of God, or if I did, I just forgot in the moment of playing. And so Melissa and I would go to town, and I was teacher. I was teacher. She was student. I was probably a bully, too, because I didn't really understand that Melissa probably wanted to be teacher as well, but I didn't let her. (laughs) I was always teacher. That was my role. And I would tell my brother, you know you can color, you can sit right here. And I would offer some lesson to Melissa. And every now and then my my mom would come in and she she would sort of tame and quiet the the teacher aspect in me that had to be in the front of the room and had to be offering my lesson of the day. And sometimes she would say, why don't you let Melissa be teacher for a while. Now, this, this was wonderful, because on my own, it wouldn't happen, but I would switch. And, and it was only to, to get that cookie, I'm sure. Mom was promising if I behaved. But I would get to listen to Melissa's rendition of class, and it would offer perspective, And honestly, it would offer deeper friendship and it would offer an opportunity to listen a little more. And then when I would go back and it would be my turn, lo and behold, my teaching was better. I was more at ease. I was more myself. And I wasn't so tied to, I get to be teacher. It was more like, oh yeah, we're trading. Thank you for the grace of mom, who offered this idea that if you're going to teach well, then you're also going to be a good student. So purpose, I want to say here, purpose always is twofold. Purpose for the person who wants to teach means you're also going to be very acquainted with being a student purpose for the person who is aligned with safety means you're also going to know the vulnerable story of not feeling safe. Why? Because you are someone who offers safety in the world. The best way to do that is to also tap into what does it feel like to not feel safe? And what can you offer as someone who ensures safety? What does the person who is scared, scared to cross a bridge, what does that person need? If you can align with that, you do a better job at providing safety if safety is your purpose. There are so many purposes that you can have in the world. And we've only talked about a few. And we've only talked about just one question that might bring you into your purpose, which is, what does it mean to be human? Actually, we started with another one, which is, what is the meaning of life? But you can kind of bring it down. What does it mean to be safe? What does it mean to teach? does it mean to lead? What does it mean to be an effective leader? Now you're getting into some details. If that doesn't serve you the way I hope it does, you might start to look at your artistry. In what ways are you an artist? Are you a cook? Do you knit? Are you a writer? If you look into your artistry, you just might find purpose, and I want to warn you here because sometimes the the tendency is to go running into your next action. oh my gosh i'm I'm able to cook I need to i, I I've got to start a soup kitchen tomorrow that that's that's what's missing in my life i, I I've not done this huge heroic thing, so back up a sec because. Being in your purpose doesn't doesn't mean you have to be a hero, although yeah it, it might lead you exactly there. Being in your purpose you you start with where you're at today. So if you are someone who cooks, what might you do? What might you offer? How might you show up even? more with your cooking with that talent so that you feel purposeful so let's just use let's let's run with this for a minute let's say your first thought was I am I'm doing it I'm gonna start a soup kitchen okay I'm thinking that's big so just hold that off to the side for a minute and let's just think about how you're going to be more purposeful with your cooking today or tomorrow. Are you a mom? Are you a mom that loves to cook? Are you a mom that loves to cook? Who could bring even a little more purpose to the family life by asking the people in your family, I want to I wanna honor you by making your favorite dish tonight. What would that be? I want to make sure I know what your favorite dish is, and I want to make it. You might think their favorite dish is meatloaf. You might have just charged off in that direction, and they say, No, actually, it's your lasagna. Oh, my goodness. Every time you make that lasagna, oh, my mouth waters the entire way down the steps into the dining room table. I mean, find out. Because just by making their lasagna, you're serving your purpose as someone who cooks, as someone who wants to be even more connected to family. You're serving your purpose by just showing up and leaning into your artistry. And please open that soup kitchen someday if that serves you. But right now, right now in 2020, the ninth day Of 2020, don't put it off. Be in your purpose. Just ask, how might I serve you? How could I do a little something for you? And frame that question around your artistry. Maybe it's cooking, maybe it's something else. Hang on one sec. Oh, the water here at the radio station is so good. Someone who lives in her purpose every single day is my mom, who knits like you've never seen. If you take your critical eye to her stitches, you're not going to find air. You're going to see even stitches all the way through. And she can knit just about anything in the world, but she has her favorite things. And one day when she was not feeling well and she was in her 20s, Uh, I'm sorry, she was in her 40s and I was in my 20s. She was home from work. I had forgotten about this day, but I read about it recently in my journal. We would later find out that she would not return to work. She had health issues that were pressing. But one thing she could do to nurture herself, and to give to others, was knit. She was at home, and she was knitting, and it came upon her this thought that while she could not give at work, one thing she could give was a knitted hat to someone homeless. And this was at a time when when Seattle was really having those early conversations of What are we going to do about the rise of homelessness here in Seattle? My mother, who could not at the time return to work, was able to knit. And she knit hundreds of hats for the homeless. Hugely purposeful. She didn't have to open a soup kitchen. She didn't have to go take out a business loan. She had to fund those skeins of yarn. Yes. She had to make time to knit them, but she didn't cut any corners. These were beautiful hats, many different designs, lots of different colors. I was, um, I was unofficially on the quality control team, uh, of Debbie, uh, just one person that uh, woman to that team and looked after it every day. But part of it was because I, it was a bonding experience with my mom of looking at these designs and saying, gosh, I, I never thought about putting this sea glass color with navy blue and ivory. And I love how you made a snowflake. I mean, it's so cool. And then I'll just tell you, one day I was doing what I always do. I was going to work I was down underground in Seattle in that bus tunnel, and there went a hat on the head of a man. I ran like you've never seen before to tell him my mother had did that. And he was so thrilled, and we had a beautiful, beautiful conversation. And that is one way you step into your artistry and into your life purpose. Okay, you think about that. We're going to come right back and talk more about life purpose. raising awareness, touching hearts, and saving animals' lives. I'm your host, Coach Debbie, from Story You Talk Radio. I'm here at KKNW every Thursday at 4 o'clock to bring you the voices of new authors. Be sure to tune in January 16th to hear Leslie Moffat talk about I love my job, but it's killing me. This is her book and a teacher's guide to overcoming stress. Join me 4 o'clock on Thursdays and Fridays at 6 a.m. for the Encore. Working hard to put a smile on your face. Alternative Talk 1150. Welcome back to Story You Talk Radio. This is the year of clear vision, and we've been talking today about your life purpose. Gosh, I have so many stories I want to share with you, and every single one would make me just just wail and cry and I don't want to put Eric through that so we're just gonna we're just gonna keep on going and hopefully highlight some of your stories it's not too late for you to write in and tell me a little something about you and your life purpose any questions you have something I want to make really really obvious to you here is that you don't want to compete with others and their life purpose, and boy, is this easy to do now in the age of social media and Instagram? Boy, boy, is it easy to do in the age of the Instagram and Pinterest, and all these things that are just so visually pleasing. You can, uh, oh, you you can create quite the facade of purpose thanks to social media and. The hope is that you're standing behind it, that you have the rock-solid authenticity to back it up. But if you don't, there's a lot of people that are never, ever going to know. They're just going to see the beautiful images and the nice memes and cliches and things you post, and they're going to think, wow, wow, that person's really going. Have you ever fallen into feeling competitive when you've looked at someone else's timeline and it appears they're deeper in their purpose than yours well i'm going to give you some advice here knock it off turn that off and get back over to your timeline get back over to the things that inspire you which is usually your artistry your values It's often sometimes the simple things you do day to day. For my writers, it's often their characters, their plots, the development of story that brings them back to their purpose. When you learn to be on purpose day in and day out, you find that you're doing a better job really listening to yourself than distracting yourself with things like social media or just what it looks like to be somebody else. It's great that they have figured out what it looks like to be them. Let's focus on what does it look like to be you. Yeah. Yeah. One place I go to get recentered, because I get off-centered all the time, I love shiny objects. I love things that dangle and shine. I love tasty things that take me into sensory knowledge. So, how do I come back? Well, one of my skills is that, well, it might surprise you, because I talk a lot here. But one of my skills is, is I'm a pretty good listener. I've been told by many, you really hear me. You really understand me. And when people say that to me, I think, that's good. I'm so glad that worked out. Now I need to go home and practice on my listening. They said I was good and I don't want to lose that. I don't want that to go away. That's connected to my purpose. It keeps me mm, charged and in my day and fulfilling my self-purpose when someone reflects back that I listen well. But really, I think the only reason I listen well is because I have a journal. And that is the place where I listen to myself moan, complain, cry, make excuses, debate, it's also the place where I listen to myself cheer myself on. I listen to myself brag. I listen to myself go crazy about something fun and exciting coming along. I really don't hold back. But I, I also listen unapologetically to what I think is the higher voice in me. It's a voice that is more subconscious. It knows better than the voice that I just bumble through day to day and not on purpose. It's my purposeful voice. Some might say, you know, it's the voice of God that channels through every single person. Others might say it's your highest voice. Some might say it's your calling reaching out and speaking to you, it doesn't really matter what it is. What matters is listening and writing and having it there. So at any time I can go back and because I wrote it down and it's in my own handwriting, I can listen to it again. That practice, I bet you, has helped me be a a good listener. And, and to the level that I can actually sit here and and say with a certain level of confidence, I, I think I am. Even though I have a radio talk show and even though I love to talk and even though I love to hear myself talk and even though I brag constantly about things, I I do have a humble side where I, I can be quiet and I can point people back to their higher knowing. Not always, but I can. And I feel like I'm on and I do it well when my practice of journaling is going really well, when it's daily. That is a way that I come back to purpose. My purpose. Because I find purpose in listening to The person who's a little too drunk and riding the bus and sitting across from me. I find purpose listening to my angry, complaining self when I go to my journal. I find purpose listening to my brother who says, I've got to make a decision about a job and I've got to make it fast. I find purpose listening to someone who says, All right you're going forward with your business, Debbie, I have advice for you. Listen up. I find purpose in listening. I find purpose in listening to my father and my grandfather tell the stories of our heritage. I find purpose listening to my mother share with me how her grandmother embroidered well into her 80s. And when she had to hold the embroidery up close to her eyes, because she wasn't able to see it that well. And then my mother goes over and takes a tea towel out of the drawer and shows me something that my, it would actually be my great grandmother, a woman I never met. That's me listening in and being connected again to purpose. There are so many purposes we can have in our lifetime, but if you can just come up with the questions that bring you at home with one, or two, or three, or just one that you do a lot, man, you are really living well. You are living what Joseph Campbell would call the hero's journey, and when you get away from feeling like you're, you're in your journey, you're really taking part in your purpose of your journey, one of the things you can do is be willing to shed away that which doesn't serve you. Joseph Campbell calls this when the snake sheds the skin so that the snake can carry on. I guess a snake cannot live on unless every so often the snake sheds his skin. It's part of leaving behind yesterday and moving forward. We, in our own ways, have to do exactly that. Oh my, it's close to the end of our show, but we have a question. So I want to take this. Um... Thank you. Kimberly says I have engaged in so many professions, all of which I think were a bad fit. I say that because almost every job I've ever had I was the one quitting. So I don't feel very aligned with purpose. Are you saying purpose is the same as our profession? Aha. Thank you, Kimberly. Um so purpose can be your profession. And, and because you brought this up, Kimberly, I want, I want to emphasize, it's so wonderful to take your sense of purpose to your profession, but your purpose doesn't have to be your profession. So I want to make a distinction here in the time we have left. So let's say, mm, Let's say, let's say, did you tell me your professions had many professions and you've quit them, but you didn't tell me what any of yours were. Okay. So Kimberly, I'm going to have to go with another example, but hopefully you can follow along. Um, hopefully our listeners can too. Does your purpose have to be your profession? I want to reframe that to live your purpose as you do your profession. So it might be like this. Maybe, 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 maybe you are really good at, maybe you're one of those people that is so organized. Yeah. And you can, you can do spreadsheets. You can tabulate things you know, my mom was a legal secretary for years. Man, is she organized. Oof. She can label, tabulate, spreadsheet, word this, excel that, all oh, over and over and over and over again. But was law was working in law her purpose. Yeah, I don't know. I don't I don't know. But she did have a, a strong sense of purpose of serving. That, that just, my mother lives and breathes as a woman who serves. My friend Kara lives and breathes as a woman who serves. Kara as well is extremely organized. But Kara works down for the Social Security Administration, Uh, used to be in Everett, now in downtown Seattle. Is that place of employment aligned with her purpose? Well, we'd have to ask her. But I tell you this, she is very, very aligned at helping a scattered individual with a lot of harsh life circumstances sit down and get organized so that whatever services the Social Security can offer them, they are offered. She helps them articulate what their situation is. And she helps them in a time in which they're afraid. That's living her purpose. So is it her purpose to be a worker at the social security office? Again, a question for her. Was it my mother's purpose to work in medical malpractice law. We'd have to ask her. But what was definitely, definitely their purpose, to serve, to bring their organization and their ability to articulate to those areas where it was needed and to do it well and to do it each day and to send people on their way feeling good. That's living your purpose. I sometimes had to remind myself of this when I would be at the college and I would think, you know, my purpose is to serve students, serve students, serve students. And I spent one hour in the classroom today and then I spent two hours in a faculty meeting and I, then I spent a couple hours, you know, at the copy machine just beating it to a pulp. And then I spent another hours in at my computer just ranting and raving and trying to type out this thing and, and I spent all this time on the bus and I, and I think, but did you serve today? And sometimes I could rise and go, you know what? That hour in the classroom, that, that hour went well. And so even though I pulverized a copy machine and even though I didn't get much done at the computer and all those other things, I, I did. I did show up where my values are really aligned, and I served. And those were the days when I, I would go to bed and, and sleep well, because I could reflect, I could go to my journal and focus in on that time in which I thought, I, I did honor some purpose today, and it, it did feel good. And I did hear from some students that it was working out. I hope this has served you. I hope you are feeling on purpose and that you're just doing it day by day. You don't have to open a soup kitchen tomorrow to be on purpose. But if you want to, go for it. But don't forget to live in your day. We'll be back next week to talk with Leslie Moffett. Until then, live on purpose. Namaste, my friends. I'm your host, Coach Debbie, from Story You Talk Radio. I'm here at KKNW every Thursday at four o'clock to bring you the voices of new authors. Be sure to tune in January 16th to hear Leslie Moffat talk about "I Love My Job, But It's Killing Me." This is her book and a teacher's guide to overcoming stress. Join me four o'clock on Thursdays and Fridays at six. AM for the encore.